Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Hey, I want to personally invite you to our first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's a conference at the Outcomes Rocket and the IU Center for Health Innovation and Implementation Sciences has teamed up on. We're going to put together silo-crushing practices just like we do here on the podcast, except it's going to be live. With inspiring keynotes and panelists to set the tone, we're conducting a meeting where you could be part of drafting the blueprint for the future of healthcare. That's right. You could be a founding member of this group of talented industry and practitioner leaders. Join me and 200 other inspiring health leaders for the first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's an event that you're not going to want to miss. And since there's only 200 tickets available, you're going to want to act soon. So how do you learn more? Just go to outcomesrocket.health/conference for more details on how to attend. That's outcomesrocket.health/conference, and you'll be able to get all the info that you need on this amazing healthcare thinkathon. That's outcomesrocket.health/conference. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders. I really want to thank you for tuning in again, and I welcome you to go to outcomesrocket.health slash reviews, where you could rate and review today's program, because we have an amazing guest for you today. His name is Leon Eisen. And he's a PhD inventor, entrepreneur, and contributor to healthcare. He is most recently well-known for the formation of Oxytone Medical, where they invented the world's first FDA-cleared wrist sensor blood oxygen monitor without a bulky fingertip probe to meet the basic healthcare needs, keeping people healthier at home by providing hospital-grade digital continuous care with AI capabilities. We're going to be diving into some of the things that went into that and the thought processes of how this could improve healthcare a little bit later. But what I wanted to do is offer Leon the opportunity to fill in any of the gaps of the introduction. He is coming to us uh, recording from Israel. So big thanks for jumping on with the time difference, Leon. Welcome to the podcast and tell us a little bit more that you want the guests to know about you. Thank you very much. I think you you said a lot about me, even more that I could say about myself. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, Leon. There's no doubt you've done a lot in technology and also in medicine. And I'd love to get a, a better understanding of what got you into medicine to begin with. Oh, it's interesting. After I was graduated from my PhD, I went to postdoc research. And one of my friends just asked me to help with optical design of newly designed sensor for hemoglobin meter. Yes. It's the world's first device. And today this device on the market, by the way, and only device on the market to measure hemoglobin non-invasively. And I said, okay, I can help you. So this way I just get involved into the uh, very interesting, very promising and very important for all of us, uh, healthcare business, uh, technological business, technology business. So uh, I was so much excited about doing and uh, building medical devices. So I left my postdoctorate research and joined this company. So then I joined another company, then another company like executive. Then once my father just collapsed on the street, being three hours discharged 
from the hospital. Yeah, that's interesting. My goodness. So I called my I called our uh, physician and asked him. So what happens? Why? Yeah. He said, I don't know. I saw him three hours ago. He was great. I don't know. I don't have any capabilities to check what happens in real time. So we will send ambulance. Ambulance came. It took 15 minutes to make some trash, to measure all this stuff. Thanks God, my father, nine to one and still alive. But this is, was my aha moment. So I had all capabilities, all knowledge, even technology in my hands, which can, I can use to monitor patient continuously. That didn't happen before. Why we can monitor continuously, I know, uh, oil pipe, engine, but why we cannot monitor continuously human being? Totally agree. Yeah. That's a great so, point. Yeah. So we decided to do something that's impossible from the first look. We decided to move blood oxygen. We decided to start by moving blood oxygen sensor from fingertip to the wrist. So this way it becomes very comfortable. It allows to measure 24-7 and just in the United States, we have about 2 million patients under continuous oxygen administration that really wear fingertip devices 24-7. Yes. It's impossible to look to their fingers how they look like. So we decided to solve this problem. Nobody did it before. So we are first on the market. Many, many companies just entered into this area. They decided to, like Qantas, for example, failed to measure blood pressure, glucose, all this stuff. Nothing happens still now. Nothing. Except Oxytone with the world first wrist sensor for blood oxygen monitoring, FDA clearing. And by the way, if you take Fitbit, you take Apple, with all noise around Apple and healthcare, they are not medical devices. Even Oxytone is the world's first FDA cleared medical devices, which measure pulse rate on medical grade. And when did you guys get your FDA approval, Leon? We <laughs> we got it in the US, but uh, we did very uh, complicated clinical trials in yes. Clinimark in Colorado. Only two sites in the United States where you can make desaturation tests. Here, uh, a com com comparative test with invasive oximeters, CO oximeters. Yes. Like, like Massima, like non-medical, like all other devices today, fingertip devices. Yes. And uh, even in the first uh, trial, the team there didn't believe because they said many companies came to us, no, it doesn't work. We succeeded. They checked it uh, many times. And finally, they said, okay, it works. Congratulations. And this is very unique technology. So this is very unique technology. We have more than five patents granted on this technology worldwide. And we're using very unique place, unique configuration of sensors that nobody could uh, repeat it. Or copy so, it congratulations on the approval. When, when did it happen? Exactly a year ago. By the way, today I have my birthday. Today is your birthday? Yeah. Uh, happy birthday. 
Oh, thank you very much. And exactly at my birthday year ago, we got FDA clearance. Did you really? Talk about an amazing birthday gift. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's amazing. That is amazing. So big congratulations to you, Leon. It's not easy to get approval, especially on a device that others have tried to develop and have failed. And so a year ago, you got approval. What are you guys planning to do now? We spent this year on developing sales infrastructure because it's not just sale like other devices for episodic measurements. It requires some technical support. It requires continuous connection to their healthcare environment. We developed, finalized with portal, patient portal, physician's portal, patient application, because current, even telemedicine companies, they are not ready to, to acquire, uh, to catch up this. So it's such a huge stream of data. They are all dedicated to once a day or once a week measurement, uh, by the way, all these measurements usually post-event. I feel bad. I get measurements. In our case, we call it digital continuous care. And we are one of the first entry into the digital continuous care. And what's the difference? The difference that if you have continuous care, you have prediction. Yes. A lot of evidence-based. So if you measure once a day, once a week, then you cannot predict anything. But if you have some pattern of vital signs, and by the way, we measure blood oxygen saturation, pulse rate, activity, sleep, skin temperature, resting pulse rate variability, so it's against stress. So we have the pattern, continuous pattern of data. So if something changes, it's a blueprint of the patient, like DNA, and yes. this changes would be catch up in time and predict. It's definitely uh, exciting. And so you're, you're putting together the infrastructure, you're putting together the platforms for, for patient portals, connectivity to, to help others uh, do the digital continuous monitoring and, and definitely exciting for this technology to come forth you know, for you, Leon, what would you say the future looks like? Let's call it five years from now. Where is this technology being used? How is it being implemented? And who cares about it? Oh, very, very difficult question. Because this question belongs to resistance of the current medical system to any uh, new development or design. And uh, I think in any case, first of all, it's important for high-risk patients. Yes. At the so the main important use case is a high-risk patients recently discharged from the hospital or we talk, talk about hospital at home. So patient, instead of going to the hospital to be admitted after their uh, emergency room visits, they could be sent back home with the same level of hospital-grade monitoring like they would have in the hospital. So I think that this technology, and by the way, there are other companies like Vital Connect, they also they provide continue, digital continuous care of ECG from the patch. Maybe patch is not so comfortable like a small wrist uh, watch. In any case, it works. So there is some cohort of companies which just 
try to not only try, we push the market, we push their medical system to accept our technology, digital continuous, not only monitoring, because it's a digital continuous care. This is a hospital grade care at home. So I see the move using these technologies, we can move hospital care and monitoring to the home. So we can remove, reduce hospital stay very dramatically. Because instead of why do I have to spend another two days in the hospital just for measurements of my vital signs, I can put this up, take, take off Massimo fingertip monitor. Everybody knows what is it. And uh, take on Oxytone, go home, and continue the same level of care, of monitoring. So we have three main uh, changes that will happen and what our technology will uh, intensify. First, readmission reduction, very low readmission, and very low, very efficient readmission, because all readmissions to reduction today happen with very high nurse workload. It's a very high, very costly. So yes. in our case, everything happened automatically. So you have automated continuous monitoring at the same time. You don't have to call every day to check the patient, to care, to go to the patient every day, to ask what happens. Everything goes automatically. You have what you're waiting for on the alert. And alert itself will be before something happens. Another is, is an emergency room to home. And another value or another change, it will be real reduction of the hospital stay. Well, there's no doubt this technology will be providing a lot of benefits to patients, to health systems, potentially a big way to reduce costs, right? Getting patients home faster. And uh, it's pretty exciting. Um, now, maybe something that I'd love to, to hear from you, Leon, as the listeners also are working to bring forth their innovations, what would you share of a setback that you had in the long process to get this technology finally approved. Can you share a, a, a setback or a failure that you experienced and what you learned from that? <laughs> you know, when you're doing something new, you go through whole pitfalls you can find. So, <laughs> yes, a lot of pitfalls. It doesn't allow us the easy way. <laughs> you know, so, if you have some pitfall, you will get in. So, <laughs> yes. so this is a real problem. And uh, somebody said that if it doesn't kill us, it makes us stronger. So really we investigated each uh, mistake. It was a mechanical mistake, it was technical, it was optical, it was electronical, so everywhere. So we just <laughs> made a very small step ahead, then step back, step ahead, step back. Yes. So we systemized all these uh, mistakes. We built a working system, a work system, I would say. And this allows today to anticipate some mistakes and to avoid it. Fascinating. And so there's no doubt, Leon, you're a patient man. 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're a patient man with a vision, right? And so, folks, if you're listening to this, you know, it wasn't an easy road for Leon to get to where he is now with him and his team finally having an FDA approved product and building systems to actually commercialize and distribute this product. It's patience, it's a vision. But to Leon's point, it's also building the systems that are going to help you avoid the, the failures and the setbacks that you had to begin with. And so, Leon, really appreciate that share. What would you say today is one of your proudest medical leadership experiences that you've had? I think I cannot just separate leadership experience, medical or executive or I don't know. So just we have to move. We have to move all the time. We cannot just uh, watch what happens uh, down or I don't know. We have to move all the time and uh, um, leadership experience that once I stop, I lost a lot. Hmm. So never stop. It doesn't matter. Do you have money? Uh, do you have, uh, I don't know, customers? If you believe in what you are doing, all of the world will follow you. I love it. And uh, this is such a great message, Leon. I, last week, I had a chance to be at the Becker's healthcare meeting where I was able to, to hear both uh, President Clinton and also President George W. Bush speak. And they shared the same message. And that message was stand for something, believe in something and stand for it and do something. So coming from two past presidents and also Dr. Leon Eisen, I think uh, it's a piece of advice worth following, listeners. It's, it's stand for something and do something and the world will follow you. Yeah, uh, I'm very, a good company, yeah. Yeah, very great share, Leon. Very great share. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about an exciting project within what you're doing now that you're so excited about and you want to tell the listeners. Uh, this is uh, still the same project. We have to uh, we improve our device. We add more vital signs. We add more capabilities. And uh, the most important, we are going to launch sales this summer, official sales. Awesome. Even from our uh, website, we have a long list of uh, pre-orders just from patients, from physicians, from institutes, universities, and companies. And uh, so our project today is to, to, to launch sale. Fantastic. Technical and support, all this stuff. Yeah. Leon, so being that it's an FDA clear device, do you need a prescription to have it or can patients buy it directly? How does that work? Because we have 510K, we need prescription. So you do need a prescription. Nevertheless, it's available. Once you have that prescription, patients could buy it for themselves. They could buy for themselves or insurance company could uh, provide or hospital could provide them. We'll try different business models because again, it's new and we yes. don't have very well established business model. Yep. So how to sell this device? Because for example, any pulse oximeter is not reimbursed by Medicaid. Or Medicare. It was removed because value of pulse oximeter is not so so big for home use pulse oximeter. Once a week, measurements, or nobody will pay for that. In our case, another challenge 
we have to show that there is a real value. So we, we bring medical device, home medical device, to the different level. And we have to prove that there is a value in this device and we have to get reimbursement for that. And this is another project we're just getting started working on. Excellent. Well, we definitely wish you the best on this, on this project. I mean, you've been persistent, you've been passionate, and you've been consistent in your approach. And I have no doubt you're, you're going to succeed at this, uh, Leon. Yeah, let's pretend you and I are building a leadership course on how to be successful in healthcare leadership. It's the 101 of Dr. Leon Eisen. So we've got a syllabus. We're going to put it together, four questions that are fast lightning round questions, followed by your favorite book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Yeah. Right. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? To get patients involved. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? To accept industry resistance as no way, as no. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite the change? To follow these changes. And finally, what's one area of focus that should drive everything in a health organization? In our organization, it's device. What book would you recommend to the listeners, Lan? I recommend uh, Art of War by Sun Tzu. This book I read every year. Once a year, I read again, again, again. I don't know, like Bible. And yes. every time it gives me inspiration and understanding how to fight. That's wonderful. The Art of War. And listeners, don't worry about writing any of this down. You could find the show notes as well as links to all the things that we've talked about, including links to Leon's company, Oxytone Medical, as well as the uh, link to the book that he just recommended and a full transcript of our conversation. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash Oxytone. That's O-X-I-T-O-N-E. You're gonna be able to find all that there. Leon, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, really excited for the innovative approaches that you guys are taking. If you can, just share a closing thought with the listeners and then the best place where they could get in touch with you to learn more. First of all, I very much appreciate our listeners uh, for their time. Uh, so thank you very much. And what I suggest, I suggest, first of all, move all the time. Do not stop. If you have an idea, you have to start to elaborate this idea and start to, I call it business engineering around this idea. So I'm open to any questions. If you, you have something starting from business engineering to something personal, I'm here for you. Outstanding. And Leon, really appreciate you spending time with us. And we're looking forward to seeing your, your success and you to add value to the health system with this innovative technology. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. If you want the show notes, inspiration, transcripts, and everything that we talked about on this episode, just go to outcomesrocket.health. And again, don't forget to check out the amazing Healthcare Thinkathon, where you can get together to form the blueprint for the future of healthcare. You can find more information on that and how to get involved in our theme, which is implementation is innovation, 
Just go to outcomesrocket.health conference. That's outcomesrocket.health conference. Be one of the 200 that will participate. Looking forward to seeing you there.